The college experience on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by my bookie sign up over at mybookie.ag and use the promo code SGP 50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus today. Play win get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by ESPN plus log on to sports gambling podcast.com and click the ESPN plus banner to sign up for ESPN plus college football, college basketball, MLB, soccer, and exclusive USC fights. You can't be a real sports fan without ESPN+. To the college experience. My name is Colby swing and Dant dant. And in studio, we got major mud, but we also got another guy. He's wearing his Bo Jackson Tecmo bowl t-shirt. The real piece of shit of the, of the East West, wherever East, I am. Yeah. I'm a giant turd. The, 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 Sock rolling, David Robinson rooting, <laughs> uh, Rudy Tootie fresh and fruity eating from IHOP. You piece of nothing. Uh, give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, oh, we're here, free at last, free at last, and we're free at last, Patty C, because we are previewing. The independence. There's yes. no connection. They are free. What's more free than independence? Than the independence, not even a conference. I can't even say independence conference. Right. The independent teams of college football. That's right. I will say, in years past, I felt like this is a little boring, but I'm actually excited to preview the independence. Well, see? I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give you a little shit here, Colby, Why? because. I feel like you're giving the independents typically a, a little bit of shit about not. Oh, I hate them. I hate that they're there that I have to do the independents because I do think army should just be in the American play, play with Navy every uh, year. I don't necessarily disagree that they shouldn't be in. There. I'm going to make a case for each one, but I will say that they have their rights as Americans to be independent. Sure. Let me ask you this. You think that, you know, you've got a few political parties out there. Republicans, Democrats, uh, Libertarians, Tea Parties. Yeah. Do you have to uh, look politics and football? Horse of another color. All right. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I'm familiar with that terminology. (laughs) (laughs) Here's all I'm saying, Chief. All right. right. Uh, Is I would like you to everyone to do it. Look, if we had Army in the American, right? Yeah. We throw. Memphis over to the West or Tulane to the, uh, no Memphis to the West Mm -hmm. trade him for Navy. Yukon leaves, put army in the East. So you got Navy back in the East because they're in the West. Oh, they fit. They fit in the American. Wait. And then BYU joins the PAC 12 or the mountain West. Okay. Prefer the reason I would actually, I'm happy with the mountain West create the Utah state. 
BYU rivalry. Mm. Right? Yeah. Then uh who's next? Notre Dame or something? Mm-hmm. No, Liberty. Liberty needs to be a part of the Conference USA. They should be rivals with Old Dominion. They should. Right? It's all too natural. Then you have a good old New Mexico State. They should be in the Mountain West and be paddling New Mexico every year. They should. Yes. They absolutely should. Then Notre Dame should be in the ACC because Notre Dame alone should be an independent. Never. They're the yeah. worst school. No, 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 no. I hate them. Notre Dame's independence right? is at least 25% of the college football allure. I would argue that they're the, if I could vote one team that would not be independent, it would be Notre Dame. It would be Notre Dame. Yeah. Now, Notre Dame, the only conference that they make any sense in is the Big Ten to me. Well, of course, but the, but because of their history, right. they already play a bunch of ACC teams, so what's the difference? You're right. Um, Just join. Sign on the dotted line. I disagree with you. Look, I think freedom. You're telling me other freedom, teams. Look, Miami freedom, gets shit on. Other Colby, teams get shit on. Is the heart of America. College football is the heart of America. Notre Dame. If the, if that's the heart, if college football is the heart of America, and I love college football, but the the season finale of college football is the worst in any sport in the history mm. of sports. So I'll say this: without an expanded playoff, without without an undefeated team being able to get a chance to play for a championship, until that until that gets fixed, you're right. Well, there is a serious flaw in the postseason, but that said, I think I'll probably don't you dare. What's that? Don't you dare spit in the face of Newt Rockney? Insult college football ever again. I love college football, but I, but I've noticed this. I cover it deeper than most, mm-hmm. and I always get disappointed come December. It's the only it's the only league that, as it prolongs, it gets worse. Not necessarily for me. It does it. It certainly because rules you have out. coaches leaving bowl games. They don't even play. They don't even coach bowl games. Players sitting out. It's ridiculous. The, that doesn't there are happen a in lot of basketball. games that become consolation prizes, even in the regular season. You know, which happens on in any sport. But no, no, no. no. In college basketball, in NBA, you don't have coaches leave for their next job in the middle of the season. Generally not. Generally, give me one example. In college basketball, yeah. Where a coach has been like in the middle of the year, you're like, you know what? Someone else coached the rest of the season. When is it happening in college football? In the middle of the year. Well, not, not, okay. While the season's still going on, I'm saying. Okay. That's never happened in, in any other sport. I'd have to check on that. But yeah, you're right. There's not quite the And it extent. happens multiple times every year. Yeah. Including Brian Kelly, who left an undefeated Cincinnati team alone. Absolutely. That's true. The That's... ultimate gutless wonder. <laughs> Let's talk America or American. Let's talk America. Independence is a uh... look. I'm going to disagree. And I'm going to say this. There's something beautiful about the ability to manage your own life, manage your own schedule. Right. And Notre Dame is able to control its destiny. And quite frankly, Notre Dame last year challenged itself to a harder schedule. What should have been a harder schedule than uh, any team in the entire college football ranks should have faced traditionally speaking, look at USC traditional powerhouse, Florida state, traditional powerhouse, Michigan, traditional powerhouse, Stanford, solid football team, Virginia tech. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're going to give Sam Stanford, the solid football team, what are you not? I am, but 
Florida State was coming off of a six and six season where they had it. They, they had to schedule a makeup game with Louisiana Monroe. The last thirty years previous to that past season, well, but right? if you're taking the last you thirty years of Stanford, you're, you're having you're some bad to, seasons. Okay, well, I'm talking about Stanford over the last ten years, right? I think so. Certain teams get a longer, a shorter. Well, longer, you're just look. Look, I'm longer. You're shorter. Okay, that's how it works. Um, Let's not forget they had Ball State on the schedule. And that was probably the hardest game they let's, played. Well, yeah. Let's not forget they don't play a conference championship. That's a good point. So shut the fuck up with this Notre Dame well, bullshit. Look, if the teams had pl- that they had scheduled had played up to their abilities or played up to what they would typically produce, then Notre Dame would have had one of the hardest schedules in the country. And your whole... Oh, it's, it's unfair. Little angle. Your little well, wah wah. Your little uh, boo. If you're going to do the 30 year game, Northwestern was on their schedule last year. And Northwestern's been good for seven, eight years. You go 30 years deep. Okay. Well, Florida State's <laughs> won a national championship in the last six years. Okay. USC's won a national championship in the last well, 15 years. Well, that was once again, okay. there was no uh, real playoff. Stanford's won uh, a Rose Bowl in the last five years. Um, what else do we want to do? What was Ball State won? Virginia Tech. Has won the ACC five times since they moved into it. Three times since they moved to it. Whatever. Um, what else we got? I'm supposed to be impressed by that, right? Winning three times the ACC. Sure. You know, winning a conference championship isn't that everything, Colby? Doesn't that mean you're a great team if you win your conference? Well, the Coastal is kind of one of those. Oh divisions. well, it matters in this conference, but not in this conference. Well, well if you play in a oh, conference, well. what do you mean? I could sit there and say that. For, look at fucking. Look at Stanford's schedule this year. Look. Independence is a beautiful thing. I'm sorry. Go to uh, communist Russia. We signed the declaration of independence. Uh, we, I don't think you were present. I was present in <laughs> spirit. My soul is eternal. And it was there at the signing of the declaration. You sneezed on the declaration of independence. right? Yeah. Well, I Wait. wiped my nose with it and it now has my, I don't know. What All the right, fuck. Let's talk black Knight football. Let's do it. All right. Jeff Munkin. He's a guy, Patty C. He's a guy that's really doing big things in West Point. Ted wins at Army not that long ago. They were barely getting one. By the way, the other team in the in the uh, Independence UMass should be in the MAC. Good UMass little Buffalo rivalry. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff Munkin's coming off a 10, 10 win season at Army, where they lost an overtime game in Norman, Oklahoma, one of the harder places to play traditionally over the past Absolutely. 30 years of college football. Or probably the last yeah. 70 years. Uh, Kelvin Hopkins is back at quarterback, and this guy, uh, he's a legit Heisman candidate. Seriously, he's a really good option quarterback. He can throw the ball. Offense. Legit Heisman candidate. I guess probably just by the nature of being on Army, you would get a look. They had the second. Best offense in all of college football last year. Is that true? A second. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Second highest rushing offense. That sounds yeah. more realistic. And they had the highest receiving offense based on yards per reception. 20 yards per, per, per reception. That's right. They just, uh, when they go, when they, when they chuck it, <laughs> look out. Yeah. Three starters are back on the offensive line, but as I've mentioned, many, many, many. To quote uh, Police Academy, uh, <laughs> Police Academy Five probably. That's that's a great franchise. It just went on and right? on. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you completely lose track of them. I, I always appreciated, uh, to, you know, Mahoney. 
Mahoney, that's the uh, the young the young buck. Steve Steve Gutenberg, man. Oh yeah, yeah. You know the the scene that really struck me as a kid is when she goes under the little booth and the guy's giving the speech. <laughs> oh man, I was it's like, that really like changed my life a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, that was impactful. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Captain Harris, guy got things done over at the academy. <laughs> and speaking of the academies, Army. Calvin Hopkins is the Captain Harris of this Army football team, all right? And let me tell you something. They might have lost their star fullback and Darnell Woolfork, but they got just enough players back. And like I said, the option offense, you know, it's very replaceable. Bring the quarterback back. That's the, that's the next man up. Yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, they, you know, they, they were money last year, finishing eighth in the nation in total defense, Patty C. Whew. They lose their top tackler and also their top edge rusher, but their linebacker appears to be, I'm sorry, but linebacker appears to be one of the biggest weaknesses coming into the season. Eighth in total defense. Yes. In the entire country. Yes. I think you could probably attribute that somewhat to the ground control of the offense. Yes. I'm and sure. the field position, but they also have a money defensive coordinator and you got hired somewhere. I can't remember where. Yeah. You don't go 11 and two without a uh, solid defense. He got hired somewhere in the offseason. I forget where, um, they lose their top tackler and edge rusher, but the, the secondary returns three starters led by Elijah Riley, who some say is the, uh, is the tackleberry of the defense. Yes. You know what I mean? No, <laughs> I don't know that tackleberry is a word. That's police Academy references oh, okay. again. Okay. How about the high tower? Of okay. The defense? There we go. All right. <laughs> little, little, little closer, a little, little faster. Is, is uh, the proctor. I'm I'm slow on the pickup here, but now I'm I'm getting what you're saying. <laughs> is the commandant Lassard? <laughs> Jeez, the database is not only football related here. <laughs> I met Captain Harris on the train on the Amtrak one time. Is that right? I really did. Cool dude. Yeah, I mean, somewhat. Yeah. I had to say what's up. I talked to him for for literally like one second. I feel like you told me this. Let me see, Captain Harris. I look this guy up. <laughs> you gotta love me some. Please, what about Motormouth Jones? Yeah, he looks like an asshole. Motormouth Jones didn't book us in, in, in Pennsylvania one time when we, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I think we were supposed to do a show, and uh, he did not care for the, <laughs> the profanity oh. angle of stand up. Oh, Motormouth. <laughs> Can't we all get along? Wait, is this the guy that makes all the sound effects? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, here we go. Vegas has the over and under. I know you're still looking at the uh, old Motormouth over here. <laughs> Stephen Winslow, I believe his name is. Looks like Carl Winslow a little bit. Hello. <laughs> really? Not really. Is he fat. Uh, <laughs> about black. Uh, Carl Winslow is not Close fat. Enough. I, thought, I was thinking of the dad. Uh, okay, win totals at nine and a half. Patty C. Vegas, high, high on the Black Knights. Very high. Week one, Friday night. High on drugs. August thirtieth, the Rice Owls come all the way to West Point. Actually, not high on drugs because we, we already predicted the rice owls. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with your drugs. All right, we already predicted the rice owls to lose this game, so I'm going to speak for you and say yes, you have them as a win. That's a win. Yeah. Week two, we have not predicted this game. Week two, they traveled to Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now, this is my number one most anticipated game of the entire college football season. Yes, you heard it first. Rice travels to Michigan. With what amounts no, 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 no. Army or travels, army rather yeah. Tra- yeah, army travels to Michigan with what amounts to what will probably be a meaningless game on both of their schedules. But 
should Army win, right? And should Army run the table? And then should Michigan run the table or even win the conference? Yeah. This game all of a sudden has very curious implications. And you know what? When you look at the schedule, it's not that far-fetched to think if they were to somehow pull this game off. They, they took Oklahoma at overtime last year. If they were to somehow accomplish this, I think they might be favorite in every other game. The, the committee may be forced to make a decision at this point. If an undefeated Army team with a win over what would be otherwise a playoff-bound Michigan team... You know why I want them to beat Michigan so bad, and I want Michigan to win the Big Ten, is because, look, the committee's a bunch of piece-of-shit people. Like, they really are, right? There's no decency in that room, in my opinion, (laughs) right? And Army... You can't tell the United States Army that you're not worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you do... You're spitting in the face of the yeah. core of American spirit. Yeah, you're like, spitting spirit. in the face of Roger Stahlbeck. Well, he's Navy, so he would probably oh, agree with you. Shit. But you're spitting in the face of Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside, Glenn Davis and Doc Blanchard. <laughs> there we you're, go. They're spitting in their graves, and they fucking defended the country. <laughs> I forgot Stahlbeck. Stahlbeck's like all yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, fuck them. <laughs> okay. Point is... You can't do that to the army, right? Pat That's Tillman. Right. You can try and do that to UCF because they're the little guys, right? Yeah. But you know all your. Which little... that's complete bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're gonna be, you that's know, complete bullshit the way they treated Boise State in 07 or 06, whatever year that was. I Dean almost want to see that. Would college football cease to exist if an undefeated army team was kept out of the playoff with a win over the most winningest friend uh, program? And well, check us out. College football I, I history. Think, I think they could be playing one, two, three, four, five. There's a chance if Georgia State can get it together, which I think I was on the under. So I'm just going to say five bowl teams. Mm-hmm. If Georgia State can somehow get it together, there could be six bowl teams, Patty C. Mm. That's they, solid. Yeah. So check us out. A okay. long trip to Air Force scares me. Do they beat Michigan? Realistically, no, yeah. they do not. I don't think so either. They're one and one. Then they're at back-to-back away games. They're going to San Antonio to take on the Roadrunners of UTSA. That's a win? Yes. Two and one. Then they're home to Morgan State. That's a win. Three and one. Then they get a bye week to prepare for a home game against Tulane. Dangerous game. Dangerous game. Yes. Good game it's going to be. But give me Army. Um, I guess I'll, I took that too, but I, I that's a, almost a 50-50 game for me. I, I give Army a little bit of an edge, 55 You got to give them a little love on the bye week. Tulane had a bye going into that week too, didn't they? I think so. Gotcha. Uh, so we have it at, I have them at 4-1 at Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, 5-1, and one, back-to-back away game. Then they go down to Atlanta, take on Georgia State, 6-1. and one. Then they host San Jose State. Going cross country seven and one. Now you're now this is a tricky one here. November second at Air Force. That's another thing. November it could be snow, Colorado, Colorado Springs. Yeah, that's a tricky game, and you know that's only that's going to come down to a possession or two. Absolutely. I'm going to give them that one, yeah. but I think I want to give them that one. But in reality, that's like a f- fifty-five. Yeah, like, based yeah. on how close Army's games were last year, to me that looks like the most losable game on their entire schedule outside of Michigan. Only because I'm not quite the believer in uh, Hawaii that you are, or, or Tulane, or Tulane, eight and one, and then they're they're home to UMass, nine and one. 
10 and 1 when they're home to West, uh, Virginia Military Institute. Then they get a bye week and they're at Hawaii. See, and I think uh, Nick Rolovich is one of the most unkept or un, untapped, uh, secrets. untapped secrets on fucking undiscovered undercover secrets. <laughs> Sounds like a name of a movie. Undercover secret. Yeah. <laughs> a porn. Let's go. Yeah. Porn. Uh, but Nick Rolovich doing a great job. I'm actually predicting the uh, the Rainbow Warriors to upset the Arizona with Wildcats. Army coming off a bye and with all of this, uh, all of the implications here, a potential uh, New Year's Six bid. I'm telling you to watch out for the Rainbow Warriors, man. All Cole right. McDonald is a is a stud. Cole McDonald had a farm. <laughs> e i e i o. Hey. Uh, and then your final game of the season is uh, December 14th against Navy. That's that's no gimme either. No, what what happens if Army rolls into this game undefeated? That would be amazing. And, <clears> but, but the the, the committee would have well, the committee would have already needed to decide on that's a. True. Uh, they would have postponed it on some bullshit or something. I don't know. Yeah, they would. They would. They would need to. They would do some type of bullshit in order to be American. Yeah. Postpone the selection process until after this All game right. was played. So the over and under Petty C is at nine and a half. NC Nick is on the over. I'm on the over. Wait, but don't, don't they play more games? Ooh, because they go two, to Hawaii. Four, six, eight. Wait, what is this? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen. Because of that trip to Hawaii. I'm on the over too. If they were not doing that, I was going to say the under. Nine and a half with uh, three, thirteen games. Interesting. I am on the over too. All right, there it is. Get that out of the way. Next up. We got the BYU Cougars. Kalani Sataki is back. And no, I'm not talking about that new dish at your local sushi joint. <laughs> I'm talking about Kalani Sataki, <laughs> the head coach at BYU. Doing this a pretty is good the job. Liberty College experience. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a great job, actually, man. He had a tough second year. But good first year. Tough second year. Yeah. Rebounded with a nice seven and six year when a lot of people were predicting him to be bad. One at Wisconsin last year, Patty C. I know you're thinking that's not the greatest seven and six, but BYU schedules like complete fucking animals. You want to talk about a team that schedules harder than Notre Dame? Uh, yeah. Their 2020 schedule is, is is absolutely really ridiculous. I mean, look, this is we're we're doing the 19 schedule right now, but the, if you take a look at the 2020 schedule, it's about the craziest schedule I've ever seen. Uh, so Kalani Sataki doing a good job. I, I really believe that. Last year they found a little gem of a quarterback and freshman Zach Wilson. Played great as a freshman. He's a sophomore now coming back, Patty C. Brings back a nice receiving gore and tight end Matt Bushman, who's on the NFL radar, and Gunnar Romney. Is that any, any relation to Mitt? Uh, kind of have my doubts about that, but... Uh, anyway, uh, they also have... A... Wait, Mitt is, Mitt is Mormon. That's what I'm saying. Interesting. Uh, Aliva Hifo is, uh, is, uh, is back at wide receiver as well, too. Now, here it gets interesting, Patty C. Is that running back, and these names, it's really tough. At running back, they have Lupini Kitato. He's back. Kato? Kitato? I don't know. Uh, he's, he's back, and he was, he was really good last year, I thought. Yeah. Now, they bring back four starters on the offensive line, but like I said, they bring back their starting running back. They also get South Carolina grad transfer four-star running back Tyson Williams, right? Nice. Second leader rusher on South Carolina last year. Then... Then, nice pick up. then they went out and added Rice's leading rusher, grad transfer Emmanuel Esupa. 
I'm butchering these fucking names. Yes, you are. This guy's a track athlete. He rushed for 800 yards and six touchdowns at Rice, and he's fast as shit. (laughs) They got three capable running backs, Patty C. Uh, Defensively, the Cougars had the 18th best defense in the nation, and that's what I liked about them, Patty C. They're kind of like cow. They're playing a physical brand of defense. And uh, they're looking like they're going to be solid again this year. They returned seven of their top eight tacklers in there, including their star defensive tackle, 340-pound Crisis Tonga. Crisis is a pretty cool name. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing this shit right. <laughs> uh, the run defense should be uh, the strength of the defense. Linebacker position looks different, decent with the Isaiah Kufasi. <laughs> Safeties are back are led, led by Austin Lee. Whew, finally an Austin Lee, an easy name. Right. Jesus. Yeah, this is uh it's all gotta be uh Sataki related, you think? Yeah, but, gotta be. I right? mean, even before him, I wanna say because the Mormon missions out in Hawaii, that's probably where they're getting a lot of their yeah, their talent from. Uh the if there was a weakness on the defense, it would be the corner position, but all around the defense looks like it's in pretty, pretty good shape. The over and under. Four BYU is a set at seven, Patty C. Take a look at some of these losses last year. A three-point loss against Cal. They lost by one against Northern Illinois. Lost by five at Boise. Tough to lose Northern Illinois, though. Huh? Lose by eight at Utah. So some very winnable games that they lost. Their seven and six record, I think, is probably an understatement on how good they are. Yeah, he's a great coach. I mean, he's done a great job there. Yeah, there's no denying that. Now they have the most interesting. I think there is denying that based on what Mendenhall had accomplished, but I think. Well, I mean, but I'm saying he's already year, improved. He, he done. He did really well. Then he well, did really well. I thought he did terribly. No, his second year he did terrible. Okay. That's... Um. But, Patty C, this schedule. First off, the first, first five games. <laughs> Uh, over-unders at seven. What do we got? Oh, this is tough. The first game of the season is an amazing game. They host the Utah Utes in one of my favorite college football games every year. I mean, starting the season off with one of the, like the top five, if not top three, two, maybe for most hated <laughs> game yeah. in college football. Teams that hate each other. I more. love this. It's a Thursday night for us, by the way. Yeah. Thursday night, seven fifteen West Coast kick. This is why college football is beautiful, yeah, man. I can't wait for this one, man. Um, here's the thing. Utah's, everyone's on Utah's jock. BYU blew like a 20-point lead at Utah last year in Salt Lake City. Yeah. It was to end the season. I think they've been, had this one circled. Ooh, you better believe. Whether whether they won it or lost it, they'd have had yeah. it circled. But this one's just, they, they got to be smart and so bad about that. You're going to take the Utes? I, I, I am taking the Utes. I guess I got to, but man, I think Buying this the is hype. a close game, though. Yeah. This is not going to be, it's not going to be what people are thinking where Utah's going to blow them out the fucking water because a lot, a lot of hype on Utah this year. Yeah. So the so BYU starts out 0 1, then they're at Tennessee. And this is a game that we were going back and forth on. Yeah, this is a tough one. Again, I'm buying the hype. Tennessee? BYU is the unfortunate, you know, victim of two teams that are high on the national media's hype list. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna just buy it hook, line, and sinker, but do I think uh, BYU is at least as good a team as Tennessee based on what I've seen? Yeah. Yes, I do. Probably well, I think better. They were better. They were definitely better last year. Yeah. Uh Week three, I mean, I guess I'll favor Tennessee by a 
field goal. That shit is a close game, though, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's a long trip for BYU, though. I mean, they won at Wisconsin last year. It's true. Uh, would I be shocked in any way if BYU won this game? No, I would not. Okay, week three, they host USC. The schedule's ridiculous. Them hosting helps. That's a dangerous game. They get three of these games at home. Three of these four tough openers. Yeah, which is why it's so brutal next year. Oh, is that right? They have to go on the road everywhere? Jeez. Didn't think about that. Hosting USC. Ugh. This is going to be another damn good game. I kind of love BYU hosting USC. There's a lot of clout from both programs there, and the fact that it's in Provo suggests that maybe the fans... Uh, this team's have, not going to start off 0-5. They're not going to lose to Toledo, are they? Yeah, it, they might. At Toledo. They might. That's a hornet's nest right they there. They will not start out 0-5. They'll get at least one of these, but individually speaking... Okay, the, so they host USC, and then the next week they host Washington. Which... They're more likely to lose. They're and they follow the Washington game with at Toledo, which is cross country. Rank these games in terms of most likelihood that they get a win. Most likelihood. I'm actually going to say the most likely win is going to be against Utah. It's, wow. Just because that rivalry, it's always like a three point game. Yeah. Second would be at Toledo. Okay. Third home I don't know. At Tennessee, I guess home to USC because they're at home. Yeah. And then fourth at Tennessee, and there's there's not going to be Washington. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. Yeah. Okay, I've got them at 0-5. No, I've got them. I, I figured they win one of those. Yeah, I got them at 1-4. One, one They'll win yeah. one of those. They get a bye week, and then, <laughs> then they're at South Florida. You had them losing it. I had them yeah. winning it. Okay. So I got them at two wins. Then they're hosting Boise. And, you know, BYU traditionally gives Boise a hard time. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm going to say they're going to they're beat Boise. I'll go with an upset there. Yeah. I like that. I got them at three and, uh, what, three and four right now? Yeah. Uh, they get a bye week, and they're at Utah State. Now, that is one I think they probably lose. That's going to be. Utah is bringing back their old coach. Or Utah State's bringing Utah, back yeah, their old Gary coach. Gary Anderson, yeah. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. I'm going to give that one to. Oh, who am I going to give that? To? I think I would give that to Utah State, too. I think I would, too. It's a close game, though. I don't know. That's going to be like a. That's like the Utah game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to say because it's in Logan, they're going to lose that. Yeah. Um, then they go on a nice little streak. So, yeah, I got them at three. Then they play home to Liberty. That's a win, hopefully. Although I think Liberty is better than we're giving them credit for. <laughs> uh, home to Idaho State, that's five wins for me. At UMass, six wins to me. Patty C, they end the season at San Diego State. Oh, that sounds like a recipe for an L. I got a favorite San Diego State, right? Yeah, I think you do. Six and six, make a bowl? I think that's still a great coaching job. Yeah, he's done a good job, especially against that schedule. Um, and if he, you're right. If he does go bowling against this schedule, that'll be impressive. The over and unders at, what did I say? Was that eight, seven, seven, seven fade. I'm going to go under as well. I think it might, it might be exactly seven. Yeah. NC Knicks went, went under two. All right. Which moves us along to one of the, one of Patty C's favorites, the Liberty flames, Patty C and Jerry Lawler. Good people. Peas in a pod. Uh, look, Turner Gill really built up this program. 
Did you say Jerry Lawler? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the fuck the guy's name is. <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Yeah. Jerry Lawler is Jerry the King Lawler for <laughs> the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Say same personality. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Look, Turner Gill, Turner Gill's gone. He built this program up. His wife had cancer, so he stepped down. Yeah. Just so you know, Liberty came up from the SES ranks and they they were not eligible to go to a bowl game in their first year. Mm. But they did go six and six. They would have been in a bowl game had they been eligible. Interesting. In year one. Wow. So Liberty goes out. And and hits a home run by hiring a scumbag guy in Hugh Freeze, right? Liberty is the team that handed Kobe his worst betting loss in probably the last five years <laughs> by like fifty points ever, maybe. Um, look, I'm intrigued by this team because look, they they bring in Hugh Freeze. They would have went six. I mean, they would have went to a bowl uh, last year. Hugh right? Freeze is such a great scumbag move. And then when you, Patty C, let me break this down for you here. Last year, the offense was 46 in the nation. That's really good considering it was their first year in the FBS. Yeah. Right? They get veteran quarterback Buckshot Calvert back. It's amazing. Right? The Flames are loaded at running back with Frankie Hickson, who ran for 1,100 yards and 11 touchdowns. They get Peyton, Peyton Pickett, who got some PT for them last year. And then, underrated, Patty C., they bring in a main grad transfer. Main went to the FCS playoffs in Josh Mack. And let me tell you about Josh Mack. He led the FCS in rushing two years ago. They got three stud running backs, right? right. They got a thousand yard receiver coming back and Anthony Gandy Gordon, who's actually on the NFL radar. They also have DJ Stubbs. He's a nice number two option at receiver. Eight of the top nine receivers are back. Patty. How the hell is Liberty like doing Doing this? this. I'm sure there's some scumbaggery behind this. Now comes the weakness of the Liberty flames. Okay. They were 123rd out of 130 in defense last year. Mm. Yes, I would call that a weakness. The D-line and pass rush was actually surprisingly decent, led by Jesse Lemonier. Lemonier? Lemonier? Uh, I think it's Lemonier. Freeze instantly went the Juco route and added a bunch of meat in the defensive line and linebackers. Uh, Linebackers are... Ironically, we're the strength of the defense led by Solomon Ajay, who led the team in tackles last year. They bring back three starters in the defensive backfield, so they should be solid there with Elijah Benton, who tied the team for most tackles with Ajay. Patty C, this team is going to have a good offense. The win total is set at five. All right. Let's talk Flames football, because I know... Part of you loves what Liberty is doing. Well, this team was such a Jekyll and Hyde last year. For one week, they're winning by 35. The next week, literally, they're losing by 30, you know, and back and forth all throughout the season. So it's a tough team to really get a gauge on. I mean, I guess you could look at their level of competition and they, they, they play down. They play where you'd expect them to against the big boys and they play better than you'd expect them to against the scrubs. So I don't know. I don't know where to pin this team. Week one in Lynchburg. At the very least, I'm I'm interested as hell in them. Five wins. Can you find five wins here? Week one in Lynchburg against Syracuse. Remember Dave Chappelle's joke about Lynchburg? Oh, yeah. Last um, place he'd want to be. That was a funny-ass bit. <laughs> um, Syracuse coming into... I mean, that's... It, it's intriguing because Syracuse is going on the road to play Liberty. Yeah. I don't know how they work that out. Money. Got to be green. 
but the orange going for the green. Any chance of an upset? Um, I'm going to say no. I don't think so either, but I think this game might be closer than we think. I might take the points of Liberty sure. when I see that line. Sure. Uh, week two at your raging Cajuns. that Patty sees kind of high on, on the raging Cajuns and at Cajun field in Lafayette. Ooh. I guess I got to go with Louisiana there. I don't know. Liberty's I think he took Louisiana. Okay. So you got them at 0 and 2, and then they host the Buffalo Bulls. And I think you called for Liberty to beat Buffalo. I think you're correct. I took Buffalo, but I had Liberty beating the Raging Cajuns. So I have Liberty starting out 1 and 2. And I do as well. Okay. Then week four, they play the Hampton Pirates, the wannabe Pirates. <laughs> um, they should get that. Yeah. So I got them at 2 and 2. Mm hmm. Then they host the New Mexico Lobos in the triple option. Mm. I got to win this one, too. It's, it's a long-ass yeah, trip. Yeah, I think I got them winning this one, too. Four out of their first five games. So in I, got, I got them at three and two. What about this next one, though? Yeah. <laughs> at New Mexico State, at, one, of, right. one of two meetings with the Aggies. Which now they have the other meeting as their season-ending rival. It's kind of yeah, like they, Notre Dame's, like, uh, <laughs> you know, annual California dual rivalry. They, they play three New Mexico teams a year. Um, this is the joys of independence. <laughs> <laughs> Patty C. Are they going to win at New Mexico State? They're going to take an L at New Mexico State. I think State. they might take yeah. an L at New Mexico State, too. Yeah. Um. So what do we got them at right there? I got them at, what, three and three? Yeah. Okay, then they get a bye week, and they then they host homecoming. And here's what's interesting is that that running back that just transferred to Liberty that led the nation, Yeah. he was a transfer from Maine. Interesting. Well, they host Maine, the Black Bears. Ooh. And Maine, by the way, I should note, uh, was one of the final four teams in the Maine college football good, playoffs last good year. Team last year, absolutely. Still give me Lynchburg. Maine but. beat Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky last year. Yeah, Maine's Maine's no joke. Maine's no joke. I'm gonna. I guess we got to favor Liberty here, right? But I I do expect this to be a closer game. Yeah, agreed. Four and three. How about this one, Patty C? Liberty at Rutgers. Um. Ooh, I guess you got to give that to Liberty at this point. I could give that to Rutgers. Are you? Oh uh, yeah. If it was in Liberty, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I got him at four and four, but the the win total is five. They th- give it up for Liberty, who plays three three road games in a way or in a row away. Jesus. Yeah. That's um, tough. At UMass. So at from at Rutgers to at UMass to at BYU, I I think they beat UMass. Yeah, I think they lose to BYU. So hold on, if I put them at at UMass, that means they're on five. Yeah. They lose to BYU. So I got them, I think, at five and seven right there. Wait, how could it be five? Five and five. No. I have them losing to Syracuse, Buffalo, New Mexico State's three, Rutgers four. Yeah, you're right, five and five. Okay, they get a bye. They're at Virginia. (laughs) That's an L. Five and six. Home to New Mexico State, they win. They go six and six. They make the fucking Ponderosa Bowl. Beautiful. Beautiful. Maybe even seven wins there. I'm the on the over? over. It's at five. Five, yeah. Hell yeah. Give me the over. Nick, NC Nick's on the over, too. We, we're agreeing a lot over here. Liberty. Over here. Get it? hey Oh, we got a couple teams left to get through, all right? And I know Patty C is excited to talk Aggie football because the New Mexico State Aggies. Oh, yeah. Doug Martin. Look. He had a bad year last year, but this guy's doing a solid job. He took them two years ago. They not only went to a bowl game, they won the bowl game. 
And that was the first time bowling since I think the uh, friggin' Roosevelt was president. <laughs> All right. It was a very long time. It was the longest uh, drought in the NCAA, I believe. All right. It was uh, a, what is that? Oh my <laughs> gosh. Your asshole uh, hasn't had a, that was a flood. It sounded like, geez, a flip. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, they haven't had a drought since the, 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 the shit happens, but the Dust Bowl drought never ended for them, did it? Yeah, and Doug Martin, and it looks like it because New Mexico is a shithole. Uh, Las Cruces, I hear, is nice. Um, okay, so we, I knew last year they were going to take a step back. They had a bunch of people graduate two years ago that took what was on that bowl winning team, so I faded them last year, and and actually, it was not one of my seven locks, but I did like it. So if you would have listened to me, you would have won on that. <laughs> Uh, quarterback Josh Adkins is back, which is key. If they want any shot at a bowl game, they got to protect him better though. Cause he's not that bad. The offensive line was complete trash last year, but this year they returned four or five starters, a little continuity. Patty C there you go. running backs. I'm actually a fan of, I've got a chance to watch that last year. They played week zero against Wyoming. And then I caught him uh, later in the year. Yeah. I saw the, I saw two New Mexico state, maybe three New Mexico state games last year. Patty C nice. I like this running back, Jason Huntley. They have two experienced backs yards wise, Jason Huntley and Christian Gibson. I don't remember Gibson. I do remember Huntley. Huntley's money out of the backfield. Also 47 receptions for over 500 yards. Think Eric Metcalf, Patty C man. I like the way Huntley Bold plays. Phrase. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying, think Eric Metcalf, not, right. not Eric Metcalf, Eric Metcalf's. Yeah. Think Aaron Lockett. How about that? Okay. But, but, Metcalf was more of a runner than Lockett was. Yeah. Uh, they lose their top wideout in Jonathan Boone. Someone, someone needs to step up there, but they returned five of their top six receivers. So they shouldn't, it shouldn't be that big of a hit defensively. They were bad last year. Once again, but we were expecting that two years ago, the team was bowling. They're real bad last year. Yeah. defensively. I, I love the defensive coordinator and former BC head coach, Frank Spaziani. Remember he got raw, he got a raw dog at, B, at Boston College for getting fired for taking a job interview with he the Tampa raw Bay dogs. Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> horse shit. Five of the top eight tacklers are gone from his season ago, but the defensive line returns everybody. That's big. That's absolutely big, Patty C. <laughs> Bless you. Linebackers you. take a best hit, but they return their best overall player on decent defense in Javon Ferguson. They lose uh, both corners, so that's a little bit of question marks. Safety, uh, their their star safety Shamad Lomax is back, and uh, Patty, see the over and under on the Aggies is three and a half. Team's in for a rough year. You don't think they can go bowling? You don't think Martin can take them bowling again? I do not. How about the first three games of the season? Uh, <laughs> Yowzas! Why are they on Alabama's schedule? <laughs> right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, even the Washington State one, that one makes a little bit of sense because they're on the West Coast. Alabama, can't you find a more regional rival to, to make that game interesting at least? Yeah. Why can't you play Troy? Why can't right. you play UAB? Why can't you play fucking... Georgia Southern. Yes. You gutless wonders. All right, week one. Damn, New Mexico State starts out on the road at Washington State, followed by at Alabama. That's 0-2. Uh, week three, they host the Aztecs of San Diego State. They're going to be 0 3. Yeah. Week four, Patty C. <laughs> Things get interesting. At. At New Mexico. But here's the thing when you're playing the triple option and you just went against Washington State, Alabama, and San Diego State, 
I don't think that favors them. Yeah, I don't think you're prepped. What does New Mexico have before that game? New Mexico had a, a, an equally terrible year last year. <laughs> they get Notre Dame. They're at Notre Dame nine. the game before. Who New Mexico is? Yeah. Uh, I don't really feel like that's a game that they expect to have any chance in. So I don't know if there's going to be any letdown one way or another. New Mexico does have a bye week week two though. So I think New Mexico has the stronger hand here. I'm going to say New Mexico state starts out. zero and four. I'm going to agree with you. Then they host Fresno state. They're going to be zero and five. Yes. Then they get their first win when they host Liberty. They did split them last year. Yeah. They got the home one. They I lost the road one. they'll do it one. again. Yeah. I got them going one and five. Yeah. Right. Then they're at Central Michigan. This is a this game. Is a decent game. They might be able to pull off. But once again, being at Central Michigan, I'm going to favor the Chippewas. I'm with you. One and six. By week, and then they're at Georgia Southern. They're not winning that game. Agreed. One and seven. By week, and then at Ole Miss. What the fuck? How many power schools... They play the whole SEC. This apparently. is the joys of independence. They play the whole SEC. Yeah, you don't get the invite to the SEC. You Wait, schedule them all independently. So, New Mexico State's in the SEC. Well, did they join the SEC? Well, Alabama uh, plays uh, the likes of them. Alabama so. plays New Mexico State more often than they play fucking uh, Georgia. <laughs> That's true. Probably in the regular season. In the regular season, yeah. Uh, so at Ole Miss, they lose incarnate word in Las Cruces. They're going to beat incarnate word. Yes. They're going to beat UTEP after that. They're going to have a two game win streak. Yeah. And then at Liberty, they're going to lose. I got them winning. What is it? Three games. That New Mexico game is going to, because the, the over and unders at three and a half, Patty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are we going uh-huh. under on that? I'm going under. I guess I got to. Yeah. Because I'm, I mean, what happens if they lose both to Liberty? Who knows? Okay, next up is the worst team in all the land. No, next up we're gonna go UMass, which is pretty much the worst. team. What do you mean? We're skipping. You want to save? You want to save Notre Dame to last? That's right. You piece of shit. We are gonna give our fans something to look forward to, and not make them listen to UMass last. So let's what? let's give you them don't a little. Like the Minutemen. The Minutemen. I've spent my whole life as a Minuteman, and it is less. Uh, All right. Well, let me glorious than you let would me think. Break down the old Minutemen. Then, all right. All right. Mark Whipple done at UMass. Now the head. Now the OC of Pitt. I like Whipple. Whipple, yeah. Whipple, whatever the hell it is. Uh, they went out and hired Walt Bell, former offensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Walt Bell. There's the a Walt Bell in the house right yeah. now. Uh, they went and hired Walt Bell, OC of Florida State last year, Patty C. Ah. That wasn't a very good offense last yeah. year. Uh, he was also the OC of Maryland the year before. Someone forgot to do their homework <laughs> before these hires. Now, here's here's what I like, Patty C. Is he played wide out at Middle Tennessee State, and he started for him, and he started for him the game that I went to at Middle Tennessee, Idaho at That's Middle awesome. Tennessee State. So I've seen Walt seen Bell this guy in action play before. some ball before. Uh, they lose their top two quarterbacks in Andrew Ford, former Virginia tech transfer and Ross Cummins. Uh, but luckily for them, they returned senior Michael Curtis, who actually got a little bit of playing time last year. So there's a little bit of experience, but let me tell you, Patty, see this team's in a bit of trouble. They lose their top two running backs. The mm-hmm. O line loses three starters. So they only have two starters back on the O line. They also, their best player that they had last year, wide receiver Andy Isabella, who was the second round draft pick of the Arizona Cardinals, 
he's gone. The offense is going to be pretty much shit. They, their leading receiver back is uh, Sadiq Palmer, who had just 400 yards receiving last year. Yeah, I don't think there's any team that like registers less on my radar than UMass football. The defense, uh, they need a lot of help. The, the UMass defense gave up 55 points or more six times last year. Tough to win games with that going on. They're awful against the run more so than the pass, but they get three starters back on the D line. Linebackers look to be in decent shape, returning almost everybody. Yeah. And they lose three of four in the secondary, but they return the team's best player on defense in Isaiah Rogers. Nice. Rogers is also a pretty electric kick returner and punt returner too. Uh, They went the Juco route to bring in a bunch of players on defense. Um, Patty C the win totals at four and a half. They have uh, without wins. looking at their schedule. They got four last year without looking at their schedule. I think that's getting a little bit crazy. A little right? generous. You would think, but week one at Rutgers, <laughs> that's a, that's a loss. That's, that's a, a loss. Yeah. I agree. Week two home to Southern Illinois. That's a win. Maybe. <laughs> I guess. I think that's a win, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it could tread lightly week three at Charlotte. I'm calling this one to be a loss. I would agree with you. Okay. So they're one and two. Then they host Coast. coastal Coast Carolina. Carolina. I'm giving them an L I'm giving them an L too, but this is a 50, 50 game. Yeah. Uh, week five, they host Akron. Yeah. Is this another Akron's got to be favored, right? Yeah. So I, we got them at one and four. Yeah. At Florida Atlanta or Florida International, one and five. Listen, I'm going to have them winning at least one of those games, though. So I'm going to have them at two and four. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, they're at Louisiana Tech, back to back away games, Florida International, Louisiana Tech. So I got them at one and six, is it? Yeah. Yeah, one and six. They get a bye week. Then they're home to UConn. And that is. That's a win. I have UConn winning this one. Do you? I wonder. No, we. Yeah, no, I have UConn winning that one too. Okay. I have UConn winning that one too. I think Edsel's better. Yeah. You know, and even, they, and you UMass lost a lot, especially UMass offensively. Hasn't done anything at all. It's just the fact that we're shocked by how terrible UConn is, but we expect the same performance yeah. from UMass. So. <laughs> I think UConn's getting better. Then they then they're hosting Liberty. That's an L. Then they're at Army. It's an L. At Northwestern. L. Home to BYU. This team's going to one and ten. Two. Over under four and a half. I'm gonna lock this. Yeah. There's not much to how the fuck is it four and a half? This is one I wanna like wanna go back and see if that was actually legit. Because off right. the top of my head, I'm telling you right now, I'm locking this. All right. Well, looking at their twenty eighteen schedule, if this thing will pop up. Um any decent team that they played, they did give it to Charlotte last year, and that was in Amherst. Um, but man, oh, they beat UConn last year at UConn. Hello, and they beat Liberty in an absolute shootout, sixty-two <laughs> to fifty-nine. So this is an interesting team. You never know what to expect from them. <laughs> I'm going to take the under just to be safe as well. But they're kind of a uh, Look, they hit 63, 62 points twice last year, and yet they gave up 
58 or more point 55 or more points <laughs> five six times jeez uh you never know what's gonna happen with the minutemen okay now it's time to end this thing right with your fighting Irish bullshit. <laughs> Ryan Kelly led the Irish to an invitational embarrassment last year. <laughs> but they returned Ian Book. The good a, book. You know. And Clemson offensive lineman did say Notre Dame was better than Alabama last year. So there's that. I feel like that was probably just uh, trash talk. but No, nah, I think it's being real. Um, they also lose uh, their stud running back, Dexter Williams. But uh, Jafar Armstrong appears to be the new starting running back. And I should mention that backup Brandon Wimbush transfers to uh, transferred to UCF. So so Phil Jerkovic will be the number two QB in South Bend. This guy was highly uh, yeah, ranked. recruited. Right? Yeah, recruited. Two of the top four receivers are gone, but Chase Claypool and Miles Boykin are nice, decent pieces returning. Four starters back on the O line. You got to like that one. A couple pros on the O line. Uh, that guy Tommy Kramer. No reference to the uh, Vikings quarterback in the 80s. Uh, Tommy Kramer, though, is a projected first-round draft pick. The defense brings back six starters from a year ago, so that should be a bit of a concern, especially in the linebacker core. Linebacking core and the – I mean, they need to find someone to replace Jerry Tillery on the D-line. Dude's a beast, first-round pick by the – I believe it was the Chargers. But they return defensive ends led by uh, Khalid Kareem. Linebacker Asmar Bilal is, is, is back. He's a stud linebacker. And Tony Pride is the only returning corner, but he's a, he's a ball player. Best player on the defense is probably safety uh, Aloha Gilman. Patty C. Defense is actually looking pretty, even though they're, they, they're only bringing back six. They're only bringing back six. Yeah, so... Um... I'm wondering that was was that a strong point for them last year? I mean, yeah, it played a lot better ever since Elko went there. It went better, but yeah. Um, but before I get to the schedule, let me tell you that the College Experience and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag, I'm sorry, MyBookie.ag is now offering their own NFL Super Contest. Each week, you make five picks against the spread. $100,000 prize minimum guaranteed for first place. Every dollar they receive as an entry fee will go into the prize pot. No vig. The entry fee is only $100. MyBookie.ag backslash super contest to secure your spot. When you do, make sure you uh, use the promo code SGP50 to claim your 50% deposit bonus. They got a motto over there. You play, you win, you get paid. Over at MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP50. Uh, so I just want to tell you also the guys at the sports gaming podcast and the college experience is brought to you by ESPN plus stream live sports and ESPN plus originals all in HD watch live college football, college basketball, soccer, MLB, and UFC easy to watch from your phone, tablet, television, whatever the device may be. Patty C was telling me he was watching a lot of DC United the other day. Keep oh, it yeah. up with the old United team. I tell you what, I am watching. I got a little closer eye on the Galaxy now that this uh, Ibrahimovic or whatever the yeah. heck his name is You've talking all this trash. That ESPN Plus app. There you go. Exactly. So only four ninety nine a month. Uh, cancel at any time if you don't if you don't like it. But I I think you'll be really in, a fan of this uh, service. Head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com and click the ESPN Plus banner. All right, guys. Now, the Vegas over and under on the Irish is nine, Patty C. Mm, and that is exactly where most people would predict that they would go. 
Now I want to, before we look into this, I know that seven teams that they play have a bye week before playing Notre Dame. That's an, a slept on thing that you don't see when you're looking at their schedule. So let's take a gander. Week one at Louisville, Satterfield Magic in game one. Not a chance. Book is now a, a straight veteran. So on Labor Day, I think we all have the Irish winning that one. Yes. Want to know, then they get a bye week before they play the triple option in New Mexico. They really needed a bye week. What They pulled an SEC there. Hey, well, I see what they did there. Those piece of shit pussies. Those private school pussies. There's a quote, my guy, Ryan Kramer, right? Really? And they needed a bye week for, oh, because what, Bob? They don't want Bob Davey to come in and win they against his old team. They were wise about using their buys. They're just pussies like they always are. You're a hater. 2-0. and oh, and then they play drinking the haterade. See, the buy would be more appropriate if they played put the buy at Georgia. Well, I guess you are like their athletic director that, you know. No, I would never be their athletic proven director. They could throw six how figures genius at genius you are. They could throw six figures at me and I'd tell them to stick it up their rear, if Patty C. If they threw C. six figures at you, you would be there no. tomorrow. No. Yeah. I'd be doing stand up at at the linebacker inn which I've been to <laughs> in in good old South Bend. At Georgia, Patty C, what do you got? Uh, I want to give that. I mean, I guess you have to give that the L. I mean, you look at the schedule, the, the three losses that you see are pretty obvious. No, yeah. I actually have them losing back-to-back games to Georgia and Virginia. I think it's a horrible thing to come back from playing uh, Georgia, come back to South Bend and get, and get Virginia. I do see a humongous trap there. Yeah, so I have them losing. I have them going two and two. Then they play the Bowling Green Falcons, get a W there. Yeah. Then they host USC, and I think they're going to beat USC, although USC is probably the most interesting team to me in college football because yeah. I have no idea what to expect. You want to talk about a team that's going to need it at this point in the season because they've probably already taken an L or two. Uh, it's going to be USC. Yeah, so I got them at 4-2, and two, and then they get a bye week, and then they're at Notre Dame, Patty C. Uh, I mean, they're at, at Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Um, I, you got to give them an L in this one, too. I I'm, would think some revenge. I've got them with... Uh, Two losses after this Michigan loss. I have them with three. Then they're home to Virginia Tech. I think they beat Virginia Tech. They're at Navy or at Duke. I'm sorry, not Navy. I got them winning that game. They're home to Navy. They're home to Boston College. That one's a slippery one, also. They should win that historically. Game. In Notre Dame, they should historically. Win that. Historically, it has been historically. Boston College is the ultimate thorn in a lot of people's sides. Uh, and then they end the season at Stanford, which they haven't won in over a decade. So I'm going to continue to buy in that trend and sure. say they lose at Stanford. Nine and three. So you're thinking. I have them with four losses, actually. I have do. eight and four. Oh, the Virginia one. Yeah. I tell you what, I have, I have them at nine and three, but I would be more inclined to take the over than the under. So mark me down for Notre Dame hitting the over. Surprise, surprise. He always overrates them just like the American public. How about uh, the American public shitting on them when... Clemson calls them the second best team in the country. Yeah, I know. That's fun. But check us out. They are like Duke is in college basketball, always severely overranked. Fair enough. I admire their independence nonetheless. Yeah, I admire their shit ass fucking loser ways. All right. They're a sleeper for the college football playoff this year. And here oh, you have them at eight they, and four. You would, they would only put them in again so we could see them get the tar kicked out of every time the committee has put them in. Which has been more. Well, they got three points. No, even, well, even the, they put them in that bullshit national championship where they didn't deserve it against Bama. They went undefeated. Yeah. And look, sometimes when you go undefeated, you don't get a, sh- a real shot. Like we <laughs> saw a lot of teams, Boise State, 
like Central Florida, like Utah in 08. Fair huh? enough. Fair enough. Notre Dame's one of the halves. Yeah, it's bullshit. I can't compl- Bunch I, of bullshit. I'm not rooting for UCF to be left out. I'm rooting for you to get a haircut. All right. <laughs> Look. This son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is the college experience, guys. The independents are done. We got we got other stuff coming for you. Coming hot for you. All right. If you could rate, review, share. Tell some friends about this podcast. You know some, you know Jimmy from the docks? Like some football? Like some basketball? Likes a couple of couple of big swinging dicks over here. Jeez. <laughs> tell him no, hey. Don't tell him about that part. That's <laughs> that's not gonna make him listen. Tell them, hey, the college experience is fucking hilarious. It's they're well educated. Hey, we uh, went uh, seven and zero on the over and under. Uh, or I, I went as it, re- as it pertains to football, we're we're decently educated. As it comes to common sense and any kind of uh, what charm, about basketball? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just talking about life about yours, in general. We're not educated people. We're idiots. I'm educated on whatever I want to be educated. Yeah, you're on, educated on scratching your butt and <laughs> sniffing it. <laughs> All right, look, this is the college experience. All right, look, if you can go to iTunes, type in, uh, if you could leave us a nice review, we'd, we'd, we'd sincerely appreciate it. Sincerely. Actually, you write a nice iTunes review, let me know. I'll send you a T-shirt. How about that? Free college experience T-shirt. If you could just write a nice review. Boom. That's Easy simple. peasy. And you're flossing after that. Also, go check out the Instagram page, Sports Gambling Podcast. Putting a lot of great content up there. You can check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com or writing editorials daily. We got it all coming for you guys. Football season's getting amped up. We just had a great, great podcast. Also, baseball wise, Lenny Dykstra was on a couple. Oh man, and check that one out. Do ago. yourselves a favor. Yeah, and check, check it that out. One the out. content train is running over at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Guys, you can find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C eight three one. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. We're riding out of here. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. <laughs>